Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Off the Rails podcast. I keep wanting to say off topic, but Off the Rails podcast. Hello. Yes, it is me, Mark, by myself today. We haven't been able to put in an episode for the last like two weeks. Um, I've been doing some extra work on the side, and so because of that, I figured, you know what? Let me drop an episode today. Um, Super Bowl just happened, uh, and there was a couple movie trailers that came out, and I thought, you know what? Hey, man, why, why not talk about some of the movie trailers that have been released? Some of the stuff that we're excited to see. So yeah, we'll get right into it. Uh, congratulations too, by the way, to the Kansas City Chiefs. That is probably some of the best offense I have seen ever, man. Shout out to Andy Reid for being just a phenomenal coach, really. That is a guy who knows how to scheme well. He knows how to put out a really high-octane offense, 38 points in a Super Bowl against a team like Philadelphia. Shout out to Philly too, man. Philly put up 35 points, and and they were really in the running. I'm really glad that Philly was the one who ended up going this far because if it would have been San Francisco, they would have been, they would have got their shit rocked. For this this Super Bowl, I'm telling you, it would have been all bad. So this, honestly, has been some of the best football I've seen, at least until college. But yeah, hey, shout out to them. Shout out to Travis Kelsey, too, for getting a Super Bowl. A lot of great commercials, great halftime, too. Rihanna put on a, a, a great show. I've never been that big of a fan of hers, but after seeing this one, it's almost like... I don't know if it's just because she's on TV and she's, you know, doing it live and it's just there's something about the the emotion that's attached to the fact that you're watching a, a, a live performance like that so that it makes you want to go and listen to some more of the music, but Rihanna really does have a very solid playlist of uh, music that she has put out, and so hopefully, man, she puts out a, an album, maybe after... She has a baby, and her and ASAP could uh, collab or do something. Would have been great. A lot of cool commercials, too. Uh, that Jesus commercial was the only thing that was like, this is, get the fuck out, just get the fuck out of here with that shit. Lord Beerus. Lord Beerus is the only true God. I don't give a shit. I don't care about anything else. If, I'm, you know what, I'm offended at that commercial. I get to be offended. Everyone else gets to be offended. I didn't like that. They're, they're insinuating that Jesus is God. And we all know Lord Beerus is God. Uh, yeah, there was probably, say, about six to seven maybe spots that came out. I was really excited for most of them. I'd say really all of them. There wasn't one that I was like, eh, I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm indifferent to, really. All of them in some capacity, I was like, I really want to see this. I really want to see where this goes and uh, how this is going to end. There were so many, this is a big year, I think, for superhero movies, and even though I know it seems like every year there's always kind of a plethora of ones that come out, but there's something about this year that I think having Guardians, having Ant-Man, I think that they are kind of pushing out some of the people that were in these last couple phases and whoever is on TV is now going to be the new team. It does suck to see because it's like Kang is now here and we're going to get a, a lot of Kang and with the Secret Wars, so... I have a, a feeling that maybe a few people from the Guardians of the Galaxy are probably going to die. Same thing for Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man, this might be the end of the run for Ant-Man. Usually about three movies is really kind of where you call it a day. Which is going to suck because it's like you want to... I want to see the Guardians go up against Kang. I, I hope that we get that kind of cool send-off with all those characters. I mean, in some weird way, I think it'd be cool if they can include Iron Man and, and, and Captain America and Thor 2 as well. And maybe pull them from a different universe and just have those same actors come in. And even if just for like a glorified cameo. Yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy 3 got a trailer. I, looking at this, I, you, just looking at it, you can just tell, look, this is a send-off of something. Right? Somebody's going away. Either someone's going to just walk away and just say, I'm not part of the group anymore. Or 
yeah, someone's definitely going to die. There's that, like, little snippet where you see um, Star-Lord is, like, it looks like he's trying, and, it, and he, they're trying to rush somebody. Just, to me, it seems like they're trying to rush somebody somewhere, like a, I guess, like a hospital, a space hospital, whatever you would call it in that universe, per se. But, yes, it, this does feel like possibly Rockets or Drax are both going to be characters, I think, go away. Only because, one, I think Dave Batista. Dave really has cemented himself as an actor. And and for, you know, fair use. I mean, really, that guy really does put out a lot of good work. I think he has a, a good amount of range for the most part. To see him in, like, Blade Runner and, and to see him even with working with M. Night, it's pretty clear that I think Dave has really transitioned uh, fully to just being an actor. And, um... I think after a while, you know, putting on that makeup probably gets really tiring. After a while, you know, it's like it eats up a lot of your other time because, you know, what if you get a offer from a really cool project for some other d- director you admire and you can't do it because, hey, we need you to come back and do reshoots for, you know, some other Marvel movie. It's like it frees up a lot of the time that he has, and I, you know, I could appreciate Dave if he wanted to just leave right here, I mean, he did give it three movies, same thing even for Rocket, it's like, after a while, I think Bradley Cooper maybe is like, I, you know what, I've given a, a lot of my time to this, I think it's it's time to, you know, kind of wrap this up and, and to kind of send it off, which is, you know, again, it's appropriate, I think it's very appropriate, and two, on top of that, you have James Gunn, who's going to be running... DC after a while, or not after a while, now he's, you know, they're in the, the swing of things, you know, there's not going to be any time to try to come back for even a, a fourth Guardian, so I think this is the one where it definitely gets disbanded, I mean, there's a lot of cool shots in this, we get to see, um, I believe his name is Nova, whatever uh, Will Poulter's character is playing, he's like all gold and he's like shooting around, he looks very uh, like Captain Marvel-esque, which is cool. One thing I, I can appreciate about James Gunn is that he is a guy who likes to use a lot of color, and it, it creates a different tone for the the Guardians movies. It makes it that much more interesting, I think, only because it's like, I think outside of Thor, a lot of these movies get these like really matted grays and blacks, and I think it's just because of the CGI. Uh, it makes it a lot more uniform, so it's like it's cool to see that he still puts some type of buoyancy in, in, in color and whatnot. Um... I, I guess the the black guy who looks like his like face is like old peeled back. He's supposed to be the villain. I I don't know anything about that character. I'm hopefully he's he's a character that's uh, it going to be interesting and maybe a cool villain for them to fight off. Um, I didn't see any real other cameos uh, in this. I mean, you have like Nebula, but she was already kind of part of that group. Uh, when I'm talking about like other Avengers or anything. Don't see any much of that. I mean, possibly, maybe Thor shows up for a cameo, just how the Guardian showed up in the last Thor movie with him. Um, but I'm not quite sure. I I, I think this is going to be a big staple for the summer, whenever it comes out, because that's usually how Guardians movies go. And also, too, how is this going to progress the story going forward with Secret Wars, with Kang, who are we going to see in the in the in the post credit scene? What is this going to set up? You know, or is this just going to be a cool hey, uh, thank you, right, from James Gunn saying hey, thank you for sticking around and making Guardians so big for me, and and really kind of opening a door for him to take on projects like he is doing with Warner Brothers. Uh, either way, we'll we'll see. 
Next on the dockets, I have the Flash movie. This is probably the one I was the most surprised about, considering uh, I don't have any real opinion on the Flash movie. And I, and I say that with the, the only reason I say that is because I didn't think this movie would ever come out. I think the way they kept delaying it and the stuff that with uh, Ezra Miller, I was like, there's no way this comes out. They're probably going to scrap it. As soon as Gunn comes on, he's probably going to be the same way. Look, scrap it. Just the way we did with Batgirl. Um, write it off as a loss and we'll, we'll go forward, right? And you just get, and you just go, all right, cool. You know, we tried it. We'll get another flash in here. And, and hopefully in, in due time, people will just appreciate the new content that's coming out and, and we won't worry about, hey man, I wonder what that Ezra Flash movie was going to be like. Uh, no, they are sticking to their guns on this one and it's going to get released and after seeing the trailer, I did not expect even half of what was in there. Um, I did not expect to see Zod in there. He's just, he's in the movie. There's a, a lot of references to Man of Steel. Um, I knew that Keaton was in it only because it's like all this material that's been coming out, all this marketing material has really pushed that Batman is going to take place in it and that possibly it was going to be like a no way home situation where you were going to have multiple Batman show up and of course some type of chaos ensues and Flash has to fix it. It doesn't seem that way, but to see that Keaton is back and, and he... Keaton really, man, he, he is, he, he's impressive with the fact that he's stuck around this long, still looks great, and the fact that he just doesn't hate that Batman character. Like, the fact he would want to put the suit on and go, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go a couple rounds with this, why not? Um, I find that very interesting, considering that Keaton, to me, just seems like a, an actor who's like, listen, I've done so many other things since Batman. Why would, why would I put that on? Why would I put the suit on? But, uh, you know, shout out to him, man, for being so cool about it. And he looks like he's going to be in, in this a lot. Um, you have that one scene where he just shows up. He starts beating the shit out of people. Um, the storyline to this seems pretty loosely adapted to Flashpoints, where I think it's Flash is going to end up in a different timeline. He's probably going to run into himself. And, of course, in that other timeline, everything has changed because it ripples and uh, so instead of maybe Thomas Wayne being Batman, I think it's just, hey, uh, we ended up in the timeline where uh, it's Michael Keaton, right? That's the Bruce Wayne. And Zod shows up in this one. It's like, okay, there's no other, there's no Justice League in Michael Keaton's universe. It's just Batman. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. Uh, Supergirl shows up in this too. Um, I got to be honest, I don't know much about Supergirl, but if she has the same powers as Superman... Um, then so be it. I guess she's going to be the one who kills Zod. Maybe she's going to be the one who saves the day. And, you know, may, maybe they could build something cool around her. I would hope. I, I don't know where this movie's going to land because it's like, okay, this does well. Do you go back and get Ezra Miller again and, and hope he's, he's not a nuts? Which, by the way, I doubt that would ever happen. Or do you just go, hey, that was cool. Um, this could have been a lot worse, but we're glad it at least turned out all right. And we go forward and, and you just continue on with the gun stuff and you just hope that, Hey, I, I got to put out a flash movie, right? That was, that was the goal to get this movie out and they did it and it did great. And we'll just never talk about it again. 
I don't know. It it could be either or. I, I really don't know, but um, I'm interested to see how DC is going to kind of unfold in these next, I'd, I'd say within the next two years, only because it's like they're off to a pretty strong start with Batman and, and Joker. And uh, I think with Gunn being in there, I think they could finally get DC back on the right track. And who knows, man, maybe even this movie just gets people more excited to come back and, and want to see and maybe it'll set up for something even bigger. But yeah, no, The Flash is great. Um, Ezra Miller looks cool in this too. It seems like there's a lot of scenes where um, like you could tell this movie's been delayed a lot just because like you could see Ezra Miller and he's, he looks very young. Like I'm talking very young. Not even like a de-aged kind of wonky way. No, like all these scenes were shot maybe five years ago at most. So it'll be interesting to see. Okay, so this is the one I'm the most excited to see. That is Fast X. Right. Honestly, is it even a Super Bowl without a, a, a Fast and Furious movie coming out? I mean, really, can, can you even say it's appropriate to put out a Super Bowl and there not being a, a Fast and Furious movie that's going to come out later in the year that you get, you know, excited for? Uh, <laughs> this, this thing is great. Um, when Brendan used to be on the show, I, we used to do this joke all the time where it was like, the great thing about Fast and Furious is that it's it's always somebody's relative that just kind of pops up. It's like, it's my brother. He's the bad guy. I got to stop him. Oh, we stopped him. Yay. Congratulations. We, we beat him. Oh, it turns out I have a, an even older brother. And he shows up and he beats everyone up. Right? It's just, this is exactly what this movie is, though. Like, no joke. Back in the, I guess, the fifth movie, uh, when they went to... Uh, uh, Rio de Janeiro, right? And they did the uh, the scene with the Mustangs. They were pulling that that uh, safe around. They were holding it around. It turns out the bad guy in that movie, his son is the bad guy in this. You always got to stay related. That's what Jason Momoa is going to be playing. Um, it is interesting to see that this franchise has lasted this long and it still is this popular. You would think that after a while, maybe the momentum kind of goes away, but I think people are in on the joke. I think they appreciate it for what it is, right? It's like these movies, because it's like, here's a, a, a movie that's so extreme that only with the budget that it has, it would work, right? If you were trying to make a Fast and Furious movie and it was like, I don't know, through Sony and they didn't dump even half the money into it, I, it just, it would be some some random action flick that I think people would get really kind of bored by or they just go straight to DVD, right? They turn into like the Scorpion King or something. Uh, those movies were on the verge of that, I think, with the third movie and then since since then with the fourth movie coming out, it has just been, um, it has gone up. It has literally inclined this whole time and we're talking about a movie that came out 10 plus, 10 plus years ago, right? That is still going strong. Uh, they added new characters in it. Of course, John Cena showed up in the last movie. Uh, looks like he's going to be the the good guy in this one. He's going to join the team. Um, there's always been talks about whether or not Paul Walker would show up. Um, I think that'd be in bad taste if they did that, especially this kind of far in, just to have him like uh, with the CGI kind of face. I think it would just look really wonky and kind of just off because it's like they haven't even really got that right with other stuff. Like, I think The Mandalorian did it probably the closest with Luke, but 
I bet if I go back and look right now, that stuff probably doesn't look as great. Because at the time, of course, it's all based on emotion. It's like, oh my god, Luke is here. That looks great. And then, you know, you look back and go, yes. When he turns his head a little bit, it looks weird. Um, they tried to do that in the seventh movie with his brother, Paul Walker's actual brother. And, of course, it, it looks a little off, but it's only a scene that lasts about a couple seconds. Um, again, it's, it's there's enough people in these movies now, I think, that you don't need to bring them back. Um, you also have, like, newer characters showing up with Brie Larson and Jason Momoa. It's like you're already kind of stacking this pretty high that you don't need to include Paul Walker, right? I, I understand that you want, you know, want to do a send-off that this supposedly is supposed to be the second to last one because there's supposed to be a two-part series. I don't know. We are 10 movies in. You can never really trust uh, how people feel in the moment because it's like they might get to like number 11 and they'll be like, actually, you know what? This still feels pretty good, right? Like I think we could go at least another two movies, right? Then they'll just kind of scrap it and just keep going. Uh, I don't ever want to see these movies go away, ever. Like, I'd be bummed out if they're just like, yeah, no, this is it. Right, they all kind of just ride away and like, for sure, it's that way. I just, it it just, these movies are fun. These movies are hella fun. And I can appreciate them. Um, But yeah, yeah, that was Fast and Furious. There's not not a whole lot you can really, you can mention in it. Um, You've already gone to space. Uh, You've already... Did it with the, the submarine. I'm talking about just all the different vehicles and stuff that they've already kind of brought in. But uh, I'm excited to see what else they're going to do. What other crazy stunts can they do? Can, are, are they going to be able to like juggle some cars? It's going to be something. Uh, but yeah, no, it looks great. Looks great. So next on uh, the... I have... Ne- next up, I have Transformers. Transformers... The Rise of the Beasts. Um, I'm not that big on Transformers. Um, I don't. I do not like the Michael Bay ones. I think they're really loud and distracting. Um, I know that's kind of weird to say, considering I like Fast and Furious, but Fast and Furious is fun, and it doesn't overcomplicate stuff by having a million characters just show up and and kind of spew out some lore and then just dip. Uh, with Transformers, though, I've noticed, especially with Bumblebee in the in the last Transformers movie that came out, which is um, actually, yeah, I think it was just Bumblebee. Uh, this one looks like it's kind of following, like like a reboot, like a soft reboot, where it's like, all right, we're gonna take Bumblebee. We like Bumblebee at least, and we'll just kind of do our own thing, right? Everyone else is kind of showing up, trans, you know. Optimus Prime is showing up. You have this character named Mirage who's hanging out with the character who's supposed to be like Sam Witwicky in the, in the original movies. You always need some type of human element, I guess, in these movies. Um, and it looks like they're going to be going off of the Beast Wars stuff. So I think that was kind of around the time I guess I was watching Transformers. But again, I didn't. I never got into it really. Or I, I should say this. This is around the time that it would air on TV and I just wouldn't watch it. Um... But it does look interesting. Like, it, it doesn't look like it's uh, messy, like how the other Transformers do, where they just they just look complicated and just look like a bunch of sharp and pointy... Look like, look like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, almost, sometimes. Uh, no, this one seems like they have some color to them. They seem like they have personality. 
it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of set up the Beast Wars and if people like to go, that maybe they could make a franchise again out of this. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I think this is the proper way to go about it because it's like Transformers was really kind of dead in the water after those Michael Bay ones. And it's like Michael Bay, I think slowly people are just starting to realize he's very repetitive and I don't think they appreciate him coming back to it where it's like now you have new ones and you can have different directors kind of give their own kind of vision and tone to these movies and really make the Transformers very unique. So I'm excited at least for that aspect. But yeah, Rise of the Beast looks like a cool movie. This is definitely something. Again, all these these trailers that came out in some aspect, I'm like, yes, I I think when it comes down to it, like the weekend that, that Transformers comes out, I think like that Thursday or Friday, I'm probably going to get really excited and be like, hey, I get to see that Transformers movie. Uh, Scream 6. That was the next one I had. Scream 6. Getting another trailer. Um, you can appreciate the Scream movies, right? They're, they're, they're cheap. They're fun. Um, you can make a million of them. The, the fact that there's only six, honestly, it kind of surprises me. Because a lot like Saw and a lot like, I guess you could say Texas Chainsaw, um, those movies just, they, they pump them out. It's easy. It costs $12 to make them. Right, what do you need? You need a guy in a mask and, and a knife and he chases around some people. You don't need to pay a lot of money for most of the people in these movies. Um, even the original casters show up, right? It's like they never really went on to do anything that big um, afterwards. Uh, even now, like even Jenna Ortega, or even though she's like really kind of blowing up, you could tell that maybe she signed up for a, a multi-movie like deal or maybe she might have to do another one of these and she's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. This is, this is annoying. Uh, but yeah, Scream looks like it's going to be fun. It's taking place in New York this time, no California. Uh, this is going to be interesting, right? Just walking down a, a, a dirty alleyway and then the ghost face is right there. Um, they'll definitely play off on that. Um, I wonder what the move was to make it New York. I wonder if it was just because whoever's directing it is like, you know, I'm already in New York. So, something must have happened. I don't know. I, I can't. I gotta be honest, I don't remember what happened in the last one. I just remember something about her friend, I think, was the, the killer or something like that. Uh, Jen Ortega's friend. Uh, but yeah, once we see it, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Again, this is another movie, I think, when it comes down to it, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I can't wait to see another Scream movie. Uh, yes. Coming down to the wire. Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh... It is so good to see Harrison Ford coming back. I'm glad that he doesn't seem like he's too bitter. I'm sure that they bugged the shit out of him and said, please, can you just come back and just do one more? Just one more. And someone's like, or Harrison's like, yeah, you said that to me last time, right? It's like, eventually, you go, you got to stop. You got to stop with this. So I'm assuming this has got to be the last one, right? Where he just goes, please just... I'll do it this one time for James Mangold, and you guys got to pay me a lot of money, but we'll 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 go about it. Um, I think in best interest that you just leave Indiana Jones alone after this, right? Don't don't pass the torch to anybody. It's not really because it's like that is such a Harrison Ford role that it just it would be distracting if you had to put on like uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge, who who's in this movie. It was she had to be the one. It's like you're just you're pretending to be Harrison Ford, 
right? It's like he has put such a cool spin on that character, and the fact that he keeps coming back to it, I mean, it's it's cemented that that you know Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Um, this looks like a lot of fun too, bro. Like I'm so glad uh, that we get to no- have another Indiana Jones movie. It's like it doesn't feel right for it to end on number four the way it did. Um, even Lucasfilm being kind of brought into this, uh, I think right now is the perfect time to do it. Only because it's like you have Dave Filoni probably involved, possibly. I mean, maybe Favreau's involved. James Mangold, who did Ford versus Ferrari, and he also did Logan. It's like that guy has a great repertoire for film. I know he's going to do something great with this. This movie just looks like the old movies, just like the first one and, and, and Raiders or uh, Temple of Doom. It just I, I could tell, man, that they're kind of really reeling back to the nostalgia on this and kind of the spirit of Indiana Jones, which is perfect because we haven't had one in a while. And it's like... After a while, you can only do that with Star Wars so many times. I think they've kind of already played that out where it's like, you know, now we're just focusing on the serious aspect of Star Wars. What other properties can we do to like, you know, get people in and go, holy shit, I haven't felt this way about an Indiana Jones movie in, in, you know, more than a decade. Going on two almost. So I think in that aspect, it's going to be cool. Um, There's a lot of cool people in this too. Mads Mikkelsen who's playing a villain in this. It's like, that is... That is some top-tier villainy, or if I said that right. Uh, but yeah, uh, Indiana Jones looks like a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, Creed, Creed 3 coming out. Uh, Michael will be Jordan coming back to direct this one. This is going to be look interesting. Jonathan Majors, I think Jonathan Majors between this and, and Kang, he's going to have such a fantastic year um, to be able to do what he's done. Uh, he might be the guy who really kind of rises in stardom that to the point where I think the way Adam Driver kind of just kind of shot up there and, and now he's in everything, I think Jonathan Majors has that coming for him too. Because it's like he has this little, you know, one-two punch, pun intended, with Creed and, and with Ant-Man. Uh, and he just, in this movie, he looks terrifying. Like somebody, it's like, you know, he, he's coming back to visit Creed and it's like, hey, I want to fight. I want to be able to box. It's like I spent all this time in prison. I I would have to go back and look at the trailer. I wasn't sure if it was something that he did to help cover up for Adonis or if maybe um, Adonis maybe did buy him wrong or something. But it just, to me, it seems like, all right, these two are buddies and Jonathan Majors now wants to be the in, in Adonis's spot. And it's like, okay, well, it's not fair. You kind of just showed up. And it's like, I'm not going to let you take that from me. So it's like, this is going to be a very personal fight uh, between both these fighters. Um, and, and to me, I think that's going to be a really interesting way to handle uh, this type of movie. Especially with the third movie, a lot of times you kind of lack um, some momentum. Only because it's like, it's a third movie. You know, it, it, that's the kind of weird thing about third movies. It's like... It, how do you end it when you don't really feel like you want to end it? Um, and it happens with a lot of movies. Uh, but in this situation, I think hopefully they could go a couple more movies with this and and, and really kind of take hold of the fact that Creed is now, you know, in the world of Rocky, but it's like these movies are just as important and, and they're doing so well. And it's like, this is going to be really interesting. I think Creed 3, 
might be one of the kind of underdog movies that comes out later this year and people are like, oh my God, that was great. That was, you know, the best boxing movie we've seen since the first Rocky. It just, to me, I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be very high in quality as far as like how the movie comes out. Considering that Michael B. Jordan is now directing and you still have Coogler who's still going to be, I guess, maybe helping Michael B. Jordan out. Either way, just the fact that those two are involved and they have been here since the first movie. You could tell that they both really care about this project. Uh, so yeah, this can be very interesting. Creed 3. Okay, so this next movie that is coming out. I heard about this on another podcast where they're talking about, you know, speaking of Adam Driver. Um, a movie called 65. And it's Adam Driver. It looks like, like Alien almost. The movie Alien. Where he's on a ship, the ship is is course corrected, or is on a course already, trying to get to this other place. He's in he's, he's in like hypersleep or something. The ship gets knocked off its path, and it ends up marooning on some lost planet somewhere. Uh, Adam Driver shows up. He's all like decked out in some futuristic kind of like lasers and stuff like that, and he you know he pops up, and it turns out this planet is infested with dinosaurs. And already I'm like, bro, yes, count me in. If there's dinosaurs, if there's creatures, if there's kaijus, I want to see it. I, Bro, I'm the first one there. All right, I'm going to be the first one there to go see this. This looks fantastic. And the fact that Adam Driver is doing this, like this is the most random movie that I have ever seen a trailer for. But it looks so freaking good. Um, I, I don't know how this came about. Like, really, who was even a part of this? I, I didn't do a whole lot of research going into it. I just saw the trailer, and there's a part, right, where Adam Driver's, like, shooting a gun. You can see that he's running out of ammo, and he's, like, shooting at a T-Rex. And, God, this movie looks like... If you ever play the game Ark, you kind of know what I'm talking about, where, you know, you're kind of marooned on an island, and it's full of dinosaurs, and you got to survive. And, spoiler alert, you don't really. Uh, but this looks just like that with the mix of, like, Alien... So it's like, are they going to bring some of the dinosaurs back? Is this is this supposed to be, you know, Adam Driver is the first human to land on Earth. And, and you know, he ends up uh, uh, creating, you know, humankind. It's a much better story than Adam and Eve, honestly. I think it'd be a lot cooler. It has dinosaurs in it. There's no dinosaurs in Adam and Eve. That's a fucking stupid story. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this this looks freaking great. Cannot wait to see this. Um, I want to see another TV spot for this. Um, hopefully soon. Um, I don't know when this comes out. I would hope kind of early. I, this seems to me like a very early, like... If I had to guess, maybe sometime in April. Like, you wouldn't drop this in the summer. Because, again, the summer gets really busy. And you just want to stay away from the Marvel movies and the fucking Lucasfilm stuff. So, it's like, on the outskirts of this, I think this is a perfect, like, middle-of-the-row kind of movie. That I think people will see just because it's like... Again, I think people are the same way as I am. I think they see dinosaurs and they just kind of kind of pop up. They're like, oh shit, you know, want to see some, some dinosaurs. I mean, as soon as I think a poster kind of gets released in, a, in your local theater and you see Adam Driver with the gun, with a T-Rex in the background, I think people are going to go, I don't know what that is, but I got to see it. But yes, yeah, 65 looks very interesting. Um, Super Mario got a, a trailer. I guess you could call it a trailer. It didn't really seem like much of a trailer. Um, this time kind of playing off the fact that Mario and Luigi are both uh, plumbers. Um, 
I'm excited to see this. I I, I don't know much about uh, Mario or Luigi. I didn't play that a whole lot growing up. Uh, I was more of a Pokemon fan. Um, but I think Mario, across all boards, it, it captures, it, you know, it, it gets your interest, I think, in, in some aspects, right? It's like, there's never not been a time where I've seen Mario and I didn't double, you know, take a double look at it. And, and, and anyways, you, you could be passing stuff up in a store and it's like, okay, I, you know, I know the coins, I know the, I, I know the mushrooms and stuff like that. You just see it and it just kind of captures your eye. It's very colorful, very colorful. Messing up with my words. Uh, but yeah, very colorful. And I, I think something about the way like Mario kind of interacts with people. It's like in, everyone can enjoy Mario in some ways. Um, but I think I would imagine that this is probably placating more to the people who grew up with it. Because it's like you have all these voice actors in there and you see all the memes and stuff. And it's like I think this is more for the people growing up with Mario. Because even now I don't. I don't see a whole lot of Mario stuff as far as games. I know there's like Odyssey and stuff like that. But uh, to me, I think with Nintendo, Nintendo is really kind of pushing Pokemon. I've noticed more than anything else. And I think Mario, uh, even though it's still a staple, I think maybe making a movie is, is right now as far as like where the money is. I think that's the best way to handle it. And we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it's going to be funny. DreamWorks is a part of this. I think Funimation... Those guys always make really kind of funny, a lot of funny stuff. Um, even like Puss in Boots and, and the, the Secret Life of Pets and stuff like that. Like they're very good at, at that. They don't really have a, a very bad record. Like I haven't seen Super Pets, but I'm sure that movie, if, if I seen it, would be pretty good. I would imagine. Uh, but yeah, Super Mario's got a, a trailer. Um, what else got it here? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Uh, okay, I guess I should probably take this back. Actually, you know what? I'm going to stick with what I said. Because now, now I'm thinking about it. I think it's like playing Dungeons & Dragons is a lot of fun. I'm going to play it. I think watching a movie about a world that you yourself are the one who always creates. But you just you make it with these certain type of characters. Um to me, I think there's something that could possibly be redeemable about this, where it's like Hasbro. I actually, I should probably take that back. I don't think Hasbro has anything to do with this. Wizards of the Coast or somebody, whoever's in charge of this, said we are kind of on our last leg with Dungeons and Dragons. Meaning, not saying that like the game isn't making money or anything, but it's like. If we're going to actually get people into this and not just from Stranger Things, we got to be able to do it with the movie and make that movie interesting or fun or just have something kind of witty about it. And I think this movie might have that where it's like you put it out, enough people see it, and they're like, oh, okay, I want whatever Chris Pine's character is, I want to be that character, right? He's a, a rogue or, or a paladin or whatever he is. And then you have like Justice Smith character or and Michelle Rodriguez in, is in it. I cannot speak. Uh, is in this. And so whatever those characters are, it's like that might kind of get the ball rolling with people who go, okay, I've seen the movie. I'm now kind of aware of at least kind of what it is. Let me start playing it, right? I think one half of being interested in something is that you kind of start small with it, right? It's like people go, okay, you know, the same way like, I don't know, uh, Queen's Gambit really got people into like chess. It's like they see 
you know, Anya Taylor-Joy playing chess and they really enjoy it. And they're like, I like the show. Maybe I might actually like playing the game. So I think that if you apply that to Dungeons and Dragons, I think that could be kind of the same assets. I'm I'm more interested to see after how this movie releases if people actually start playing the game. So just on that aspect. I think the movie itself, I'm kind of iffy on, but I again, like I said, I just want to see if this will actually get people playing the game and actually, you know, be interested in it. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's going to be great. Um, that looks like that is it. It looks like I brought up all the trailers. Oh, wait a minute. I missed one. Looks like Air Courting of Legends. Yes, so uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, they're going to be talking about trying to get Michael Jordan to sign up for Nike. Um, it looks... Pretty interesting. I think the same way that like the way like James Mangold did like Ford versus Ferrari, where he took cars, he made them really interesting, and and not just the cars interesting, but it's like the two people that are in this dilemma with this one car, like it makes people go, holy shit! Like there's the the world of car racing and and car building. It's it's very competitive. It's very interesting, right? It makes you want to like something. I think. The world of sports marketing and even marketing in general, this could really show showcase like, hey, this is a very, you have to think fast kind of business and you have to try out a bunch of stuff and you have to be very responsive kind of thing and you have to be competitive. I think there's going to be something interesting about that where people go, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. Maybe it'll make people like see marketing in a different way. Uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, though, you have like these two phenomenal actors who are going to come in and, and probably just, they're going to be eating up some scenery together. I mean, I honestly, I can't remember the last time those two made a movie together. Now I'm thinking about it. At least off the top of my head. I'm sure when I turn this podcast off, I'm like, oh yeah, that movie. Um, but yeah, it's going to be cool to see those two together acting and, and looks like they, you know, they've stayed really good friends over the years. So on that aspect, it looks very good. Um... Thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Checking out the uh, Super Bowl trailers. I appreciate you guys. If you've stuck around this long, much love. Uh, if you turned it off after a while, hey, you gave it a shot. I can appreciate that. Uh, but anyways, guys, we will be back on our regular show uh, on Friday. As At the time of this recording this, it should be like Tuesday. Um, we'll be back doing the stuff how, how we used to. And uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify to check out all our past episodes and present, as well as checking out some of the cinema flavor stuff. All right, guys, I will see you later. Bye.